Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi there, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today, we're joined by a friend of mine and a friend of many of yours, but some of you may not know Miss Paula Joy. Paula, thank you so much for sharing some of your day with me today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad you're here, friend. Paula, I know you because you've been in your position since I've known you, but a lot of people don't know you, and I don't really want to focus as much on the ministry right now as I just want to focus on Paula. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. Um, I am married 30 years. Um, We have a wonderful husband. We have one son together. Uh, He's 23, and um, all along our lives, I was saved at a young age, about 10 years old, I gave my life to Christ at um, Lake Salatiska camp, actually, and um, God has just been a part of my life all through that, and uh, just recently celebrated 30 years of marriage, and I found a letter that I wrote in college describing uh, what my husband, my future husband, would be like, and so recently I just went back and read that, and it's amazing all the qualities that my husband has that is in that letter. And we joked about the ones that didn't match up. But anyway, God was preparing uh, my husband for me many years ago. And so we just recently celebrated 30 years that God has blessed us with. That's awesome. That's awesome. Paula, start there. When you went to school, what was your plans, you know, when you went to school and started studying? You're already a believer. Obviously, you were well aware that God was active in your life. What, What were your dreams? I didn't have a lot of lofty goals. I went to school not knowing what I wanted to do at Renly College. And, um, it's funny all along the way, things have shifted back and forth. I, really wanted to be married and have a family. So that was one of my goals. Um, As far as a career, I did not know exactly where God was going to take me. I started out uh, heading in the direction of uh, law enforcement, state police. But soon after starting to date my husband, Sean, he was not a fan of the police. (laughs) (laughs) He he got a lot of speeding tickets. So uh, (laughs) that kind of changed my direction. But in, in recent years, at the age of 35, I went back to school to finish because I did not um, finish my associates at Rin Lake. And so I wanted to finish that. And so going back, I was currently working for a counseling office and just had a heart for people and ministry and thought that the Lord was leading me into social work. And so that was my goal is to go into social work. Um, After working in the counseling office for a while, I realized um, that I was not the personality to deal with uh, people's issues, ongoing issues. I'm more of a let's move on, let's get over this type of person. And so I didn't have the compassion that I needed to have uh, in social work and counseling. And so, um, but but I was still going in that direction. And um, during that time, I was serving on the board for the Baptist Children's Home. So I was learning more about it, but also I had signed up to go on to SIU Carbondale and that was my intention to go on. And my husband said, but what do you want to do? 
And I said, I want to help people. And he said, but what do you want to do? And the only answer I could give him over a numerous discussions was, I want to help people. So he said, you need to decide how, you know, how you're going to help people. What you, <laughs> right. What do you want to do? And that sort of thing. And, um, you know, we just begin praying about it because that college was an expense that we really didn't have the money for. Um, thankfully, I had paid for all my classes out of pocket as I started back to school. And uh, this was going to be a big financial burden for us. And so uh, we just begin to pray that God would open a door up, that I would be able to help people use my natural gifts that God has given me. And a position opened up at the Baptist Children's Home in development. And I asked at the time, current director, um, Doug DeVore, if if I would be a fit for that position. And he had challenged me to get my application in if I was interested. And so really, that is what Fund me around in the direction that I'm that I'm going to, and I love it because I get to help people, all kinds of people, all across the state. But yet I don't have to carry their everyday burdens. <laughs> I can pray for them, and then assist them in getting the the help that they need, and then um, you know pray for them and move on. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm just laughing to myself as as you started down the road of law enforcement. And then you were going social work and realized, nah, that I just don't know that I'm that patient with people and help them there. And I'm thinking, no wonder you just want to give them a citation and move on. <laughs> now, now, if you're listening, ladies, and you're in law enforcement or your spouses, I'm not saying that, you know, to be critical. So extend me some grace. I'm just having some fun with Paula because I'm learning that about you. I did not know that you had sought out to do law enforcement at the start. So how long have you worked at the children's home? Um, I have been here eight and a half years. Okay. Okay. I know you've got your feet under you, but you know what? I, I would have, I would have missed that on a trivia. I would have thought you'd been there a little bit longer. Cause I mean, that's how grounded you can tell you are passionate about the work that you do and believe in the, in the organization. So go ahead, Paul, and tell them a little bit about the children's home and what you do there. And, you know, cause some women aren't aware of the children's home and then, and then maybe tell us a little bit about how God, we know how he brought you in but how he's um, continued to progress because you're not sitting in the same chair. And women, you know, the women listening, we see that a lot. We're in an organization and you may be there several years, but but you're not really working for the same organization because I, I say the chair keeps changing. You know, your role keeps evolving to match the work. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Okay, um, as I um, came on staff, uh, I was a development officer and so, I didn't even know what that meant, and uh, um, but it's developing relationships, uh, both with donors and clients. And so uh, God has instilled in me a gift for people and a love for people and conversation and just learning about people. And so he opened that door that I can be around all kinds of people and visit and, and listen and learn from them. And so that's an exciting part of what I do. Of course, uh, the main role is fundraising because we do not rely uh, on the government. Uh, we rely solely on individuals and churches who support our ministry. And so, again, that is not something that 
myself or most of us ever want to go into is fundraising. And so it's interesting that God opened that door because my parents told me, you know, you never ask people for money. And here I am. That's that's my job. And my mom still will say once in a while, I can't believe you're doing this. (laughs) But, you know, when you believe in something, when you believe and God has led you to that place, it's easy to ask for money because I can see God wrapped all up in what I'm doing. And um, it, it becomes more natural because it's a conversation about what is God doing and how can you partner with us in, in helping us continue that ministry. My role has recently changed. God has uh, blessed me in a position of director of development and marketing. And again, I am learning uh, every day stepping into roles that of things that I'm not familiar with and learning how to market is a big thing now is how to market to clients and not only donors, but now clients. And I think the ministry aspect of what I was talking about earlier is how can I help people is um, we're meeting people in the muck, meeting people where they are. And, and that's hard for me to understand because I come from a two-parent home, a strong marriage, a 50-year marriage plus. Um, I I had Christian parents. I attended church. And so my family didn't, didn't struggle with a lot of the issues that we deal with today. And so finding my place in that and how I can relate to others that are living in such circumstances um, that are unbelievable for me in some cases. And I was reminded that at the foot of the cross, we're all equal. And what I've learned from the people that we serve here is that they didn't have that Christian home. They didn't have that strong support system and and the Christian foundation that I've had. And so when I look at them, I can see them with the eyes of, of Jesus because were it not for Jesus, I would be in those same positions. Uh, with the outgoing personality that I have and being in a center of attention in a lot of cases, I see how I could have easily been in a lot of cases that we uh, serve here at the children's home. And so it's very humbling. And yet when you look at people and see see their needs, it's it's also realizing how much God loves them and how much he loves me. And all the things that he protected me from uh, through my salvation and through through the things, the grace that he has shown me over the years. There, There are a lot of things I admire about you, friend. But I think you just hit on probably the thing that that always draws me to you. Just you're so real. Your relationship with Christ is so real. It is first and it's foremost. It's personal and it's intimate. And um, it doesn't get lost in a vocation. And so, and you literally just modeled for that. You know, we can't see you on a podcast, but we could just hear that, you know, in your, in your voice. And so I, I appreciate that. And, and Paula, let that pivot. You've got one son and, you know, of course I followed you, you know, for the last, you know, the last several years. And I know you're a military mama, but um, you do have a special family and a closeness and a bond to that family. And tell us a little bit about what does it look like for Paula to abide? What, it, what does it look like, your journey with Jesus? And then how does that, how does that play out in your relationship with, 
with your husband, but also your adult son? Our son was in the Air Force for four years. He's actually home now, and so we're excited about that and uh, building his own home so he won't be with us much longer. (laughs) But um, while he was away, it was a a definite growing period. Um, He left us. He turned 18, graduated high school, and moved out all within a couple of months uh, into the Air Force. So I literally know what it's like to have a broken heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, my heart literally hurt uh, during that time because I, I thought he was never coming home. And I know for some moms, that is true. And so my heart goes out to those moms. Thankfully, my son has returned. But during his time away, uh, we were introduced to a book called The Reader's Guide to the Bible, The Chronological Reading Plan by George Guthrie. And we started studying the Bible, and my husband and I, and then we would call our son on Sunday evenings, who had also studied that week, and we would discuss the things mm. that we had studied. Now, we didn't realize it at the time how this was going to grow us, but boy, has it grown us. Our son was in the right place to receive this and to read it himself, uh, which makes a big difference. And then we were too. But I'm going to tell you, not every week did I want to study and discuss this book. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There were times that I was distracted and didn't want to participate. But my husband chugged along and kept us focused uh, during that time. But it gave us a reason to talk to our son every week. And we would be on the phone at least a couple of hours most Sundays just talking, we would visit for a little while, and then we would discuss the Bible study and how it has changed our lives. And so now our son is home, and he had a little time in his life once he got home trying to readjust. And, you know, the Lord got a hold of him, and he is faithfully serving in our church now. And I just encourage you with adult children to keep praying, uh, keep loving on your kids and keeping faithful because they are paying attention. Because of this Bible study, he is able to lead groups. He's helping with the youth group. He went to church camp this year. Um, The funny thing is he says, I made him go in the sixth grade and he hated it because all they got to do was cut and paste and he didn't get to do the fun activities that the older kids got to do. But he learned this year that he has a place in, in serving God and that how he can be a leader and a role in that. But it's it all came from reading the word of God and how we've all grown. I, myself, if you get back to me, but I didn't realize, you know, the Old Testament is all just predicting the coming of Christ and how it's so foundational in the word of God and in the New Testament. And um, I think I am not a reader naturally. I don't want to sit down and read. So it's an ongoing battle for me to, to sit down and study the Bible. But it's so important. And that's what I've learned from this time and this study is that sitting down and letting the word speak to me rather than trying to figure out what I think that the, the scripture is saying. And so 
I don't like to use a lot of books. I want to, I want the word to speak to me and allow God to speak to me. And so I don't do a lot of Bible studies uh, very often. I will use them as guides, but I just love to have the scripture speak to me. I don't understand it all. Um, There's a lot I don't understand and can't recall, um, but God speaks through his word. And and that's how he has grown my family, um, grown our son's spiritual walk, but also grown my husband as the spiritual leader of our home. And that has all changed uh, within the 30 years that we've been married. I love that story. I love that story. You could not have dis- dis- described discipleship or discipleship groups any more perfect, but you took it from an outcome focus. This is what it's meant to us. And and so many women, Paula, listening would say, oh, let that be us, Lord. Let that be us, my husband and I having these devotions and adult children. You know, well, I want to pivot a little bit. You're already speaking into the women that are listening. And and um, ladies, we'll put Paula's contact information as well as the um, the link to the um, to the web page for the Baptist Children's Home and so forth so that you can have her contact information. Um, and, and Paula, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you'd be more than open for a woman to reach out to you if they if they heard something that sparked her their thoughts and wanted to ask you a question or find out more about the ministry that that you serve in. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Okay. So ladies, it'll be there in the, in the episode notes, but Paula, I want to pivot just a little bit and I don't really want to focus on the ministry, but I want to focus on Paula in the ministry. Um, You said recently you found yourself in this director position that happens, right? God starts to shift us around and, and nobody knows. um, There's times you feel like, man, I'm ready for that job. I'm qualified. You know, I've got the skills. I've got the tools. I've got the training, the experience, the whatever. Other times, it's like, I'm not so sure I'm ready for this. Give us, um, share with our listeners some of your experience as, you know, as, as God's navigated you, same organizations into different positions. Um, I know you said you're always learning, which is good. But speak to that woman that may find themselves, God, putting her in a position that that she she wants. There's an excitement there, but she just doesn't feel like she's equipped yet. And I'm not saying that you, but I'm just saying speak in and encourage that that woman that might be listening. Well, I will let you know that that is me. Um, absolutely not qualified uh, for this position. Uh, it's by the grace of God that I'm here and in and able to serve in this position and excited about that. It's also scary. I mean, I'm going to be real. Um, it's scary and it's intimidating at times when you see people that might be smarter, might be more educated, may have uh, these gifts or talents that you don't have. It, and it can be intimidating, but that's where the word of God and his truth comes back is because I can go back to the word of God and he tells me, I will qualify you. <laughs> I have made you. I have put you in this position. And it's through his scripture that I, I have confidence of where he has placed me today. It may be for a season, a short season. It may be for a long season. We don't ever know that exactly. But but I am confident that Christ put me in this position. And he will use the abilities and gifts that I have, or he will qualify me for uh, the things that I need to know. Um, I'm also learning that uh, it's great to have wonderful people around you who are able to fill in the gaps, maybe where you're weak, um, and learn from them. I've been told never be afraid to have smarter people around you so that you can learn from them. 
And um, hopefully in some way or fashion, I can also teach uh, others as well. That's good. That's good. I'm going to give a commercial here because, ladies, I give this every week. Paula is just like us, right? We're just ordinary women, but we're serving this extraordinary God. But we're ordinary woman, women with Jesus Christ living in us, and we love Him, and we want to love Him more, and we want to experience more of Him and Him reveal Himself to us. But what I'm learning is that God has to develop our character, ladies, to get the character to the point that He can reveal Himself to us, to, to take us, to take us deeper. And that that's a squeeze. That's a squeeze sometimes. But ladies, there's work to do and we don't want to sit on that. We don't we don't want to be status quo. We want to be willing to keep walking in step with the spirit wherever the spirit's leading us. Um, so so ordinary women, extraordinary God, but we don't have to do this alone. So just like you're hearing Paula's story, you surround yourself with people and there's people in the community. So if you're doing, you know, if you're not connected to us with the Illinois Baptist Women Community, connect to us so that we can share resources and, you know, put sisters like Paula, friends, right, just to walk life with you. We're not going to throw a book at you if you need something. We're going to send a person that's maybe walked a few steps ahead and share their map. So so if you're not connected, find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or check us out on our webpage at ibsa.org backslash women. Paula. I wanted this podcast to be more focused on you, but we referenced your job at the children's home. There are some people that really don't know what happens, you know, at the children's home. Um, we've been promoting Grace Haven, you know, under the IBW umbrella for the past couple of years now, year and a half, a couple of years. But um, but I don't want to not give you a chance to spotlight what the children's home is as a purpose of educating women, because it may be a very resource that some women could benefit from, but they just don't know it's there. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, ministry is a tough field, period. It's getting in where things are dirty and unclean and messy and long-term in a lot of cases. And so we do here at the Baptist Children's Home and Family Services believe in the sanctity of life. And if you think about our services, we're providing care for children in the mother's womb clear up to um, natural death. Um, through our counseling offices. Every aspect that we do cares about the sanctity of life. And, and in that, by showing them how much God loves them, how much he has purposed in them, and then, you know, just ministering to them in their needs. God values life at every stage. And um, if we can just share that and minister to ladies and families across our state, uh, we want to love on them. We want to minister to them. Paula, I am grateful that you've spent some time with us today. I will be honest, and I'm going to have to think through about the fact that my friend wanted to be a state police. <laughs> I love it because, yes, I can picture Paula rolling up next to me, you know, tapping on my window, and I'd be like, what? Oh, goodness. So that's, that's funny. Well, listen, friend, I so appreciate you spending some time with us today and sharing some of your story and sharing what God's doing in your life. What would you want to speak into the ladies across the state just to, just to encourage them where they may find themselves and God doing something in their lives? Well, I'm glad you said that because um, I just want to just, like you said, be transparent. And, you know, the walk with the Lord is it's it's a battle. It's a daily battle. Like I said earlier, I'm not a natural reader. I would rather be doing things. I'm more of a doer. And so 
in being intentional and sitting down with God in his word, praying. And my prayers go, I may say short prayers throughout the day, just being consistent in praying. And um, one of the Bible studies that I did do is that give yourself grace when you don't read the Bible one day. And it's funny that you had brought that up to me because the week that you asked me to do this podcast, I had not been in my Bible very much <laughs> this week. And so I was uh, feeling guilty, but conviction, but, but give yourself grace. Uh, we are busy people. Just don't lose focus of Christ. Um, one of the examples that was shared in this Bible study was when you miss a meal, when you're busy through the day and you miss a meal, you don't neglect the next meal. You, you go ahead and eat the next meal. And so I had prayed that God would make me hungry for the word of God. Mm. And, and I am hungry. And when I miss out on the word of God, I can tell it in my life and in my day. And so take time to spend time with God and grow yourself and uh, focus in on your relationship with him. And then just allow yourself just to soak up his words. That's good. That's a good word, Paula. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us today. All right, ladies, you have a good rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.